Welcome to the Firehouse. I'm your host, Captain Kyle Smith. You're responding down the road less traveled and route to financial freedom. If you're a first responder, then planning your future through financial literacy is a minimum requirement. This isn't financial advice, just a conversation to get your wheels turning. Ready? Good. Because you're at scene. This week I sat down for a morning meet with Fairfax County, Virginia firefighter Patrick DeCheser. Patrick is aggressively cutting money in the path towards financial independence and shares all of the methods that he uses to get there. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hi, hey Patrick. Welcome to Bullpen. Thanks for meeting me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. I reached out to you via social media and saw that you're in the same line of work as I am um, across the country, of course, but you're also very interested in the personal finance space. And so I'm excited to get into your first alarm, but um, before we get into that, how have things uh, related to the pandemic affected you guys out there in uh, Fairfax County? Oh man, it, I mean, it's affected everything. Uh, there's, you know, there's been outbreaks, uh, as I'm sure you guys have had, obviously, uh, outbreaks, you know, in the community and outbreaks in the fire department. My, my station itself actually uh, had uh, five cases, myself included, uh, but, you know, with you know, whether it's the PPE we have to wear, you know, we have to put on the whole, you know, goggles and, you know, gown and N95 masks for every call now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's created staffing shortages, you know, with people, you know, having to take care of loved ones or, you know, being, you know, out with COVID. I, I mean, name it. I mean, it's affected it. It's, it's definitely changed the way, you know, we've had to do things as I'm sure it has with you guys. Yeah, for sure. We, I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, we were all scrambling for PPE and we were really short. We couldn't find anywhere that had the N95s. We couldn't find anybody that had enough goggles for us. And a friend of mine, actually, who's the owner and CEO of Knockaround Sunglasses, Adam Moyer, I recently had him on the morning meeting. He actually donated 5,000 safety glasses to our department because we were so short. But it's like we're getting to the other side of this thing. We're sort of starting to open up. We're getting back to some sense of normalcy. And um, with that, I think it's just helping everybody take a deep breath and, and uh, sort of get back to back to regular life a little bit, but uh, that's cool, man. Well, uh, you ready to get in your first alarm? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Well out here, Patrick, a first alarm assignment consists of four engines and a truck, but here at the firehouse, I'll ask you four questions. You give us one piece of advice. Sound good. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Fire away. <laughs> here we go. Well, you're going to be first in on your first alarm. And when you're first in, like, you know, you have to give a size of, so that's who you are, where you work, and how long you've been doing it? So my name is Patrick DeCheser. I work with Fairfax County Fire and Rescue. I've been there for about seven years. Uh, I was a firefighter for about five of those years, and I was just recently promoted to apparatus technician, which is a full-time engine driver. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a great experience. I love every minute of it. But uh, you know, what I what I noticed was, you know, there's just no teaching firefighters or you know, the public in general about financial literacy. So I saw a void, you know, in that department. And uh, what I did was I started a, a social media page on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok called Basic Financial Literacy. And the goal of that is just educating people on, you know, investing, uh, responsible credit card use, uh, you know, just being responsible with money in general. And uh, I've gotten really good, uh, really good growth uh, through Instagram. I'm almost at 7,000 followers now. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've helped a lot of people, which has been great. But, you know, the end goal 
is to uh, hopefully, uh, you know, make books and uh, courses and uh, just trying to help as many people as I possibly can. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Awesome, man. Yeah, it, it's interesting because we are, we've kind of been leading these parallel lives, me out here on the West Coast, you out there on the East Coast, just trying to help people learn the basics. And for me, it's the, the genesis for me was I just got tired of making so many mistakes that I knew had already been made. And, you know, we come to this line of work in the fire service with not to most of us with not that much financial education or financial literacy. And I, I saw a void in our niche. So for me, it's about getting that education to firefighters and first responders. But, you know, I think in general, it's, it's an area that's not that well understood, but like, how did, how did that, come across your plate like why did you start in this how did your journey towards financial independence begin okay so i mean when i think about you know financial independence they really didn't teach us a whole lot about it you know in high school uh and i think back to recruit school you know you're doing push-ups you're running around and you know just jammed in there somewhere in the first you know few days is a little like 15 20 minute retirement talk and you know if you actually look and you see what uh, T. Rowe Price, which is our retirement provider, puts us in, it's a target date fund with like a 0.75% fee, which, you know, you, you say 0.75% and you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's nothing. Who cares? But that can actually end up costing you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the long term, as opposed to just putting it in a low cost index fund. And uh, I didn't really realize any of that until I started, you know, reading up on uh, some financial books. Like uh, I started listening to Dave Ramsey podcasts. Uh, I read I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And uh, there's also a uh, former firefighter from my department that started a uh, podcast called uh, Rock on the Money. His name's Craig Lukey. And uh, he hasn't really been doing the podcast as much recently. And uh, when I saw that drop off, I saw somewhere, you know, where I could, you know, kind of pick up where he left off and uh, hit the ground running. And uh, that's kind of how I started uh, into educating people on financial literacy. Oh, that's awesome. And, and that piece about, you know, it seems like such a small amount of a fee point, whatever you said, 0 0.075 or 0.75%. But gosh, over the course of a 20 year career, that is just eating into your returns like no other. And you can check out a variety of different compounding interest calculators on the internet. Um, the, the San Diego tax team has a great one on their website that I've linked to, to before. And just when you see that built out over time, it's just staggering and it, and it just crushes you. But the problem is, is that, like you said, you don't get very much education in the academy. Um, it's like a, maybe yeah, a 20 minute talk while your head is thinking about hose lays, your head's thinking about how to throw ladders, how to, you know, where the, where the fire stations are even located in your city. You're not thinking about these sort of things, but if you can just spend another 20 minutes the following day, learning a little bit more about compounding interest, if you can learn a little bit more the next day after that about how, instead of a target day fund, you just go into an index fund, then you're just going to be, you know, it becomes like a snowball where you start to learn a little bit more and you really realize um, how much you're leaving on the table. Um, so I'm just, I'm really happy you said that. Yeah. So if, um, if that's all you got in the Academy, like where are you at today? How, where are you at along your, your journey, along your path? So I'm lucky enough that I've never really been in debt because I've always had a job. Uh, I went to college and uh, my parents, 
parents were wise. You know, they had a 529 plan, which is a college plan, kind of like a 401k where you can uh, put aside money for to save your kids college. So that was all paid off. And uh, that, that really gave me a nice leg up. Um, and, you know, I started, you know, I didn't start at in the fire service right out of college. I had a, uh, you know, a job with the defense contractor, Northrop Grumman. You're probably pretty familiar with them in San Diego with uh, all the shit building you got out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I worked with them. I, you know, started my, my 401k with them and, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't really contribute anything to it. Cause I was just like, like you said earlier, you know, whatever, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's future me's problem. So I was contributing whatever the minimum was like 3%. And I'm just like, God, if I had only been contributing, you know, what I am now, I mean, I put about 20% in my 457 now, if I'd been doing that for the last, you know, 10 years, you know, since uh, this bull run started in the stock market, like it, it's, it's mind boggling how well I could have done. Yeah, man, that's uh, it's true. And I want to just circle back to what a bull run in a stock market actually is. If you just define that for us, but before we get there, um, the 529 plan guys, those are, those are um, education plans that you can set money aside for your, um, your children, your spouse, whoever. And, what it does is it helps reduce your taxable income for that tax year, which is great. That's a one huge benefit of it. Um, but the caveat to that is it ha that money has to be allocated towards qualified educational expenses. And so that's things like tuition and books, housing, um, food, room and board, that sort of stuff. But the 529 is a great, is a great um, way of saving for college and reducing your taxable income. But yeah, just circling back, can you just, Patrick, explain to us what a bull run in a market is? So yeah, if you look at a long-term stock market chart, it pretty much always goes up, right? But, you know, there's, you know, dips and valleys and uh, peaks in that chart. And uh, the big crash uh, from uh, 2008 to 2009, uh, when the uh, housing crisis really struck, you know, a lot of people lost a lot and uh, a lot of people panic sold. And uh, if they did that, I mean, they're, they're really hurting now, but your question what a bull run is is a, a prolonged period of the stock market going up so this is over you know years and if you look at a stock market chart from about 2009 to now it's pretty consistently you know on an upward trend now that we had the COVID crash last year but you know a lot of people again panic sold because you know you saw drops of like 10 or 12 percent in the stock market in one day and a lot of people were like, oh my God, you know, is this where I should be keeping my money? And the people that did that, they lost out on one of the best, uh, best buying opportunities of our generation. Because it went down about 30% and was it up now? About 50%, 60% since then? I, I don't even know what it's at now. But a bull run is, I mean, we've been in one since, I guess, 2009 now. And uh, a lot of people are just watching and thinking, you know, when is this going to end? Uh, should I get out? Um, yeah, that's really well said. And the thing about stock market investing or investing in general, Patrick, and this is my opinion, and it's shared by lots of others, way smarter than me, is you have to figure out a way to take the emotion out of it, right? And to avoid the panic selling, like we saw everybody doing last year or, or back in 2008, 2009 during the crash. Take the, take the emotion out of it. People are driven by two primary emotions, greed and fear. And what you see during a crash is people uh, motivated by fear. And so the way to mitigate that, and I, I posted on my Instagram account recently about this, is through dollar cost averaging. If you just dollar cost average, it takes all the fear and 
or greed out of the equation. And so when the market drops down, you're still buying. When the market goes up, you're still buying. So as Patrick's saying here, markets over time tend to go up. If you look at the history of the stock market since the 20s, it looks like a relatively consistent upward trend. And so if you get out of it because you're too scared and you miss out on this huge bull run like he's talking about, you're going to be really, really uh, sore about it. To piggyback on what you're saying a little bit, I actually did a post about this recently. Uh, Fidelity did a study back in 2013 about who the best investors, like the investors with the best returns over time were. And they found that the uh, people that had done the best were, were either dead or just completely forgot about their accounts. So what's that say about stock market investing? It says less is more, you know, constantly buying and selling. People that do that, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, switching funds or day trading, picking individual stocks, the longer you do that, statistics show the more likely you are to lose money. So I just thought that was really telling that, you know, people that are, that were dead on average, the best investors, I just, just, that was just crazy to me. Yeah, no, that confirmed. I mean, I saw that same thing, but that confirms it's time in the market is far more valuable than trying to time the market. Um, now looking back, Patrick, over the course of the last several years here, I'm sure it hasn't always been rosy. I'm sure you haven't always been as squared away as you are now. Do you have a, a favorite mis mistake that you can lean on that either helped you grow or you learn from, or um, it made you say, you know what, no, this is enough. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to get this thing figured out. Is there something that you look, look at to, um, you know, just help you along the path? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I used to be into, like I mentioned day trading a lot. And when I, what I mean by day trading is, you know, picking individual stocks, like whether that's Apple, Microsoft, whatever, and, you know, trying to time the market and timing the market, unfortunately doesn't work. It, you see a lot of people uh, touting uh, returns of someone like Kathy Wood. Uh, Kathy Wood is, for those of you who don't know, she's uh, somebody that uh, is uh, the head of ARK Investing. ARK is a uh, investment fund that has, you know, a lot of high growth, high innovation stocks in it. And she's done great over the last few years. And people are saying, well, you know, is this, is this the next Warren Buffett? And I mean, it, it's, it's really tough to say if uh, somebody can, I mean, anybody can do well over a few year period, but people will try to beat the market over the long term, And probably like 90% of professional investors can't beat the stock market long-term. And it took me you know, a lot of dabbling in the stock market myself and, you know, buying and selling and, you know, trying different things to really figure that out. So now uh, what I tell people is uh, I'm an index investor. So I just try to match the performance of the market by investing in uh, S&P 500 funds. And uh, for those of you who don't know, S&P 500, it's the 500 uh, top companies in America, basically. Uh, you know, you get Apple, Microsoft, uh, Tesla actually just got added to it. And uh, it costs almost nothing to invest in. And you touched on fees a little bit ago. Uh, the average fee for an S&P 500 fund, I think it's something like 0.05%. And it, it's essentially nothing in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I mentioned uh, the Target 8 fund, T. Rowe Price puts us in. Uh, I actually did a post about uh, the difference between fees on my Instagram and a 1% fee and a 0.5% fee. The difference between those, uh, if you invest about uh, $6,000 a year, which is uh, max Roth IRA, Roth IRA contributions, it can be about $200,000 over a 30 year period. So it's, 
it's been, you know, a, a journey, uh, a lot of trial and error uh, with investing for me. But uh, I'd say that's the biggest mistake I made is just trying to pick individual stocks and trying to, you know, thinking I was smart in the market because nobody's smart in the market. Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. And, and you're in good company because I've done the same exact thing and it just doesn't work. I don't have the bandwidth to compete at the level it takes to be good at that. I mean, there's a reason you know the name Warren Buffett. There's a reason you're familiar with the name uh, Peter Lynch. Those are, there's so few and far between, between of people that can do this consistently over time. It just doesn't work. Um, and so I'm glad you mentioned that. Now, getting into the mechanics a little bit of actually purchasing an index fund. Can you just explain like, like how, where do I find this index fund? I hear a lot about it. I, I would love to get involved in it. I don't really know where to find it. How would I actually do that? So there's a specific order you should invest in, in my opinion, and that starts with a Roth IRA. Uh, if you don't have one, uh, it's basically the best tax advantaged account uh, that there is. Uh, you can contribute a max of $6,000 to it and uh, some great, some great uh, providers of Roth IRAs are Vanguard and Fidelity. And uh, if you open one with them, uh, usually uh, they'll have, you know, a pretty uh, basic S&P 500 fund or target date fund, whatever it is. But for uh, firefighters specifically, um, pretty much all of us are automatically invested in a uh, 457 plan. Uh, well, you already told me for you guys, it's a, a 401A plan for your newer people. Um, if you go into that plan, uh, there should be something uh, that says index fund, S&P 500 fund. And uh, what you can do is you can take uh, the contributions from your paycheck, allocate that to uh, an investment. And uh, like I was saying before, the S&P 500 fund is usually the lowest cost and often best way to invest. Uh, it beats I mean, I'll probably mention this a few times. It beats professional investors, you know, 90% of the time, study after study proves this. That's perfect. Okay. So yeah, guys, if you're listening and, and folks here in San Diego, we absolutely have this available to us and others listening. You, you likely do as well. Um, just set up some auto deductions from your paycheck. Just do it. And if you're scared that, that money's already tight, the pandemic's been hurting, um, which it has, which is, I understand. Start with a small amount. Start with the minimum amount that's allowed in your plan. Maybe it's 10 or 20 bucks a pay period. Do that. And, and by the third or fourth month, you're not even going to recognize the fact that it's taking some of that money out of your paycheck and you're taking that money and you're investing in these really, really low cost funds that traditionally can beat a professional um, stock market picker. It's just, it's a, it's kind of a no brainer. It's almost firefighter proof. Understand too, though, guys, that that Patrick and I are firefighters. We are not um, certified financial planners. This is not advice. This is just our opinion on a really great way, an easy way, of getting yourself in the market. It's uh, it's kind of easy that way. Yeah, I mean that's a really great point you made there. You know, we're not experts. We're not financial advisors. Uh, you know, I, I always say it's a good idea to get in touch with a financial advisor. You know, periodically just to you know. Uh, check in, make sure that you're on the right roadmap. But like uh, Captain Smith here was saying, uh, S&P 500 funds are pretty firefighter proof. Uh, you know, the saying dumb fireman gets thrown around a lot. And uh, this is pretty dumb fireman proof. I mean, it's the top 500 companies in America and it's automatically diversified for you. You don't have to buy, you know, 
Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, you know, whatever. It's, it's all just contained within one fund. It's super easy, super simple, yeah, super so, cheap. Yep. I've had a bunch of financial planners on the show, Patrick, and they all say the exact same thing. I'll link to the, that playlist here above. Um, but they do, they say the same thing. Just keep it super simple, right? The old KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid, or keep it super simple. Um, so, you know, if index fund, getting involved in an index fund is one way if somebody can to sort of get down the path towards financial independence, is there something else that you would tell them if they're interested in starting out, they're in a rut, they want to just get their feet moving? Is there something that you would tell them? Well, this is one of the biggest financial mistakes I see people make, and uh, that's buying a brand new car. I mean, you're the, I mean, you're the head of a training academy. I mean, I'm sure you see, you know, the 22 year old recruits, uh, you know, they just got their first job. What's the first thing they get? They buy a brand new truck, you know, $53,000 car. And whenever I see that, I'm just, oh God. I mean, put it this way. Would you buy a stock that's guaranteed to lose 10% when you purchase it and 20 to 30% in the first year? Probably not. So why, why would you buy a brand new car? So people that are listening to this are probably asking, okay, well, you know, I'm worried about, you know, repair costs, you know, so why, why would I buy something that's, you know, used why, where I could just buy something new and not worry about it? Well, if you do your research and you buy a car that's, you know, two to three years old coming off a lease, you know, you can get something that has one owner, you know, it's probably been taken very well care of, because they have to give it back to the car dealership and you're getting something that's, you know, still shiny and new and it's, you know, 30 to 40% less. So it, it's, I'm not saying you have to drive, you know, an 89 Honda Accord with 300,000 miles on it. You, you can still, you can still drive, you know, a nice truck, but there's better ways to do it than, you know, buying a brand new 2021 F-150 Raptor that's, you know, this is 70 grand or whatever. Well, I'm happy to hear that you guys have the same problem out there in Fairfax County that we have in San Diego. And by by the way, it sounds to me like you've been driving around some of our parking lot, our fire station parking lot. That's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you drive around any fire station, I think, anywhere in America and just look at the number of trucks that are there. <laughs> it's astounding. It's the same everywhere in the country. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cliche, but it is true, guys. There's really no sense in that. And it's staggering when you add everything up. Um, just how expensive that is and, and how much it can set you in the hole as you're trying to get down the path towards financial independence. So I, I really appreciate you saying that. Now, um, looking back, Patrick, if you could go back to sort of your rookie self or, or your college, the college version of yourself, is there a piece of advice you'd give yourself? I mean, I kind of touched on it before. Uh, I would say just not really realizing what compound interest is and how to utilize it. Um, I, I mentioned this before, but Time in the market is far more important than how much you contribute. Uh, I did another Instagram post about this where it compares like a 20-year-old uh, contributing, you know, $1,000 a year into their Roth IRA uh, and someone who didn't start investing at all in a Roth IRA until they were 35 and the person that started at age 20 just contributing $1,000 a year has, after 30 years, far more money than somebody that was contributing even more money uh, in their Roth IRA uh, at 35. So I guess what I'm saying is time in the market is so, so important. So start early, uh, invest what you can. I mean, even if that's just, you know, like you said, $20, um, or 
if you're a firefighter, usually they do it by uh, percentage. So even if you just do like 5% of your paycheck, I mean, it, it's automatically taken out of your paycheck. You're not even gonna know it's there. And I just think about, you know, if I had just been doing, you know, all along what I had, uh, what I've been doing now, which is putting 20% in, I, I could have been, you know, so much further ahead uh, financially than I am now. I mean, I'm doing okay. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I could have, I could have easily like been over a million dollars net worth if I had just started doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, no, that's for sure, man. I, I hear that saying a lot. Don't wait to start, just start now and then wait and allow the power of compounding over time, the power of index fund investing over time, the power of the American economy over time, help you get to your goals. And uh, I just love that. And Patrick, I think with that, man, we got knocked down your first alarm. Awesome. Cool. So if, uh, if people are looking to look, uh, looking to learn more about you, Patrick, where could they find you? So uh, basic financial literacy is my, uh, is my little social media platform I have. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, I don't have a website yet, but uh, I'm working on contracting out somebody to do that for me. But uh, Instagram is what I'm most active on. So uh, definitely check me out there. Uh, I have uh, lots of posts. Uh, I have a uh, little short videos that I make. Uh, I actually do have a YouTube channel as well that I just started. Uh, it's definitely still in its infancy though. So uh, basic financial literacy, all lowercase, no spaces. Check me out there. Awesome. I'll link to all that stuff in the show notes. Patrick, I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for your service to the folks there in uh, Fairfax County and uh, all the information you've given us today. All right. Thanks for having me, Captain. I appreciate it. You got it. All right. Hey, thanks again to Patrick for meeting me here in the bullpen, man. It is awesome to hear another firefighter all the way across the country, just totally getting after it on the path towards financial independence. His, his key points about investing in index funds and not trying to time the market, but just spend time in the market is just perfect. Low cost, uh, low fee index funds is the way to go. If you'd like to learn more about Patrick, you can find him on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter at basic financial literacy. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're on Facebook at The Firehouse. That's f.i.r.ehouse. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house. On LinkedIn, The Firehouse Investors, or any place you listen to podcasts. If you learned something today and you'd like to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe. But no matter what you do, take this information, go out there, and get some. Station F.